RPC Radio. Radio. Hello, you're listening to Insurance Covered. Welcome to the podcast that covers anything and everything to do with insurance. Coming up in this episode. As an AI language model, I am only as unbiased as the data I've been trained on. And that data is provided by humans who have their own biases and prejudices. This means that, like any other AI system, I have the potential to exhibit bias, whether it's conscious or unconscious. My name is Peter Mansfield. I'm a partner in the law firm RPC. And in each episode, I'm joined by a guest and we discuss an aspect of the wonderful world of insurance. And this week we have ChatGPT and we're going to discuss insurance. ChatGPT is an artificial intelligence chatbot developed by OpenAI. It was launched as a prototype just six months ago on 30th of November 2022 and is already being touted as a transformational technology. It took Facebook four and a half years to reach 100 million users. Instagram, two and a half years. But ChatGPT, just two months. It has been described as a, quote, philosophical and practical challenge on a scale not experienced since the start of the Enlightenment, and as a technology that generates profound risks to society and humanity. Today's interview is an unedited discussion that I had with ChatGPT on 2nd of May 2023, and the voice of ChatGPT today is provided by my colleague, Lauren Butler, as we endeavour to find out how much ChatGPT really knows about insurance, because that is what we're going to discuss today. So, Chad, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. It is a pleasure to be here. What would you like to discuss today? And, sorry, I should have asked, do you mind if I call you Chad? Not at all. Chad is a common nickname for me, and I'm happy to be called that. Excellent. And, and, and when did you first start to learn about insurance? As an artificial intelligence language model, I was programmed with knowledge on a wide range of topics, including insurance. I was trained on vast amounts of text data from the internet, including articles, books, and other sources that contain information about insurance. My training included learning about different types of insurance, such as life insurance, health insurance, auto insurance, home insurance, and more. I also learned about insurance policies, claims processes, underwriting, and other aspects of the insurance industry. Excellent. And incidentally, what does GPT actually stand for? GPT stands for Generative Pre-Trained Transformer. It's a type of deep learning architecture that is used for natural language processing tasks, such as language translation, text summarization, and conversation generation. GPT models are designed to learn from large amounts of text data, which allows them to generate responses that are often indistinguishable from those of a human. GPT models use a transformer architecture that is particularly effective for tasks that require modelling long-term dependencies in sequential data, such as text. And first of all, let's start at the beginning. What is your definition of insurance? Insurance is a financial product or service that provides protection against financial losses. It is a contract between an insurance company and an individual or organisation where the individual or organisation pays a premium in exchange for coverage against specific risks. If a covered loss occurs, the insurance company will pay out a specified amount of money to compensate for the loss. 
Insurance helps individuals and organisations manage risk by transferring some of the financial risk to the insurance company. This can include risks related to health, property, liability or other areas. The goal of insurance is to provide peace of mind and financial protection so that individuals and organisations can be better prepared for unexpected events or emergencies. And many humans, kind of myself included, believe that insurance plays a, uh, a vital social function. Um, that, is that something with which you agree? Uh, and how would you describe the role that insurance plays within society? Yes, insurance does play a vital social function. Insurance helps individuals and organisations manage risk and protects them from financial losses, which can be particularly important in times of crisis or unexpected events. By providing a safety net for individuals and organisations, insurance helps to promote stability and mitigate the impact of unpredictable events. Insurance also has a broader economic impact, as it helps to facilitate commerce and promote growth. Insurance allows businesses to take on risks that they might otherwise be unwilling to take by providing a mechanism to transfer some of that risk to an insurance company. This can help to spur innovation, investment and economic activity. Furthermore, insurance has a social function in promoting individual and public health. Health insurance helps to ensure that people have access to medical care, while life insurance and disability insurance can help to protect individuals and their families in the event of unexpected illness or death. Overall, insurance plays a crucial role in society by providing financial protection, promoting economic growth and facilitating access to healthcare and other services. And what would you say are the primary downsides of insurance? In what ways might insurance actually harm society? While insurance has many benefits, there are also some downsides to the system that can potentially harm society. Here are a few examples. 1. Moral hazard. One downside of insurance is that it can create moral hazard. This is a situation where people may take more risks or engage in more risky behaviour because they know they are protected by insurance. For example, if someone has car insurance, they may be less cautious while driving because they know that any damage to their car will be covered by the insurance. This can lead to an increase in accidents and other negative outcomes. 2. Adverse selection. Another downside of insurance is adverse selection, which occurs when individuals or organisations with a higher risk of loss are more likely to purchase insurance. This can lead to higher premiums for everyone, as the insurance company needs to cover the higher risk of loss associated with these customers. 3. Fraud. Insurance fraud is another potential downside of the system. This occurs when individuals or organisations intentionally deceive the insurance company in order to obtain benefits they are not entitled to. Insurance fraud can lead to higher costs for everyone, as insurance companies need to spend more money on investigating and preventing fraud. Overall, while insurance has many benefits, it is not without its downsides. By understanding these potential drawbacks, insurance companies and policymakers can work to mitigate their impact and create a more effective and sustainable system. And is there not also an argument that, uh, that if, if insurance insures damaging activities, it is itself damaging society? Yes, there is an argument that if insurance insures damaging activities, 
it is itself damaging society. For example, if insurance companies provide coverage for activities that are known to cause significant harm to individuals or the environment, they may be incentivizing those activities to continue or even increase. This is known as the moral hazard problem, which I mentioned earlier. If insurance coverage reduces the financial risk of engaging in risky or damaging activities, it can create an incentive for individuals and organizations to engage in those activities more frequently. This can lead to negative externalities such as pollution, environmental degradation or harm to public health. To address this problem, some insurance companies have begun to offer green or sustainable insurance products, which provide coverage for environmentally friendly activities or sustainable practices. By incentivizing these types of activities, insurance companies can help to promote positive externalities and contribute to a more sustainable society. And I'll, I'll suspect we'll come back to that later, but, but I, I now want to discuss some of the challenges facing the insurance industry in 2023. So what would you say are the top three issues currently affecting insurance? There are several challenges facing the insurance industry in 2023, but here are three key issues that are currently affecting the industry. One, technology disruption. Technology is rapidly transforming the insurance industry with the emergence of new technologies such as artificial intelligence, machine learning, and blockchain. These technologies are enabling insurers to more accurately assess risk, process claims more efficiently, and create new products and services. However, they are also disrupting traditional business models and forcing insurers to adapt to new ways of operating. Two, regulatory environment. The regulatory environment is constantly evolving with new laws and regulations being introduced in response to changing market conditions, consumer needs, and emerging risks. Insurers must navigate this complex regulatory landscape while ensuring compliance and managing risk. Three, cybersecurity. Cybersecurity is a growing concern for insurers as the industry becomes increasingly reliant on digital technology and data. Insurers hold large amounts of sensitive data and any breach of that data could have significant financial and reputational consequences. Insurers must therefore invest in robust cybersecurity measures to protect against cyber threats. Overall, these three issues are among the most pressing challenges facing the insurance industry in 2023. Insurers must be proactive in addressing these challenges in order to remain competitive and deliver value to their customers. Thank you. Um, I, I now want to discuss each of those three challenges. So, so let's start with technology disruption. Uh, basically, chat, you're talking about yourself, aren't you? Um, is, is that, and is that why you put it at number one? Do you see yourself as a disruptor? Yes, you're correct in noting that as an AI language model, I'm part of the technological disruption affecting the insurance industry. However, I did not put technology disruption as the number one challenge facing the industry because of my own involvement, but rather because of the significant impact that technology is having on the industry as a whole. As an AI language model, I am able to analyse large amounts of data and provide insights that were previously difficult or impossible to obtain. This has the potential to revolutionise many aspects of the insurance industry, from underwriting and risk assessment 
to claims processing and customer service. However, this technological disruption is also challenging traditional business models and creating new competitors in the market. For example, InsureTech startups are leveraging new technologies to create innovative insurance products and services, often with lower costs and greater customer convenience. So while I wouldn't say that I am a disruptor myself, I am part of the larger technological disruption that is affecting the insurance industry and presenting both opportunities and challenges for insurers. Oh, I think you're being too modest, chat. <laughs> but to what extent is it appropriate to talk about disruption in the context of insurance? Because the basis of insurance, the payment of a premium in return for an indemnity, has been around for around 700 years. So it, it isn't going to change any time soon, is it? You're right that the basic concept of insurance has been around for centuries and it is unlikely to change fundamentally in the near future. However, technology is changing the way that insurance products and services are delivered and managed, which is what I was referring to earlier as disruption. For example, insuretech startups are using technology to create new types of insurance products that are more personalized and flexible than traditional insurance policies. They are also using data analytics and AI to improve risk assessment and claims processing, which can lead to more accurate pricing and faster claim settlements. Similarly, blockchain technology has the potential to transform insurance by enabling secure, transparent and automated transactions between insurers, customers and other stakeholders. This could significantly reduce fraud and administrative costs while improving customer experience and trust. So while the basic concept of insurance may remain the same, the way that it is delivered and managed is changing rapidly thanks to technology, and this can be seen as a disruption to the traditional insurance industry. So, so that's the first one, technology disruption. Uh, the second of your three challenges to the insurance industry was the regulatory environment. Why do you believe that is such an important issue? The regulatory environment is a critical issue for the insurance industry because insurers operate in a highly regulated space. Insurance companies are subject to a wide range of laws and regulations that govern everything from solvency and capital requirements to consumer protection and data privacy. These regulations are designed to protect policyholders, maintain market stability, and ensure that insurers have the financial resources to meet their obligations to policyholders. However, complying with these regulations can be complex and costly, and failure to comply can result in significant penalties and reputational damage. In addition, the regulatory environment is constantly evolving, with new laws and regulations being introduced in response to changing market conditions, emerging risks, and evolving consumer needs. This can create uncertainty and additional compliance costs for insurers, as they must stay up to date with the latest regulatory developments and adapt their business practices accordingly. Overall, the regulatory environment is a critical issue for insurers, and it requires careful management and attention to ensure compliance, manage risk, and maintain the trust of customers and stakeholders. In almost any conversation about insurance, someone at some point will talk about the fact that insurance is a heavily regulated business. Do you believe that there is too much regulation? As an AI language model, I don't have personal beliefs or opinions. 
However, I can say that the insurance industry operates in a complex and dynamic regulatory environment and that finding the right balance between regulation and market innovation is an ongoing challenge. While regulations are necessary to protect policyholders, maintain market stability and ensure fair competition, overly burdensome or inconsistent regulations can stifle innovation and increase compliance costs for insurers. This can lead to reduced access to insurance products and services for consumers and limit the industry's ability to respond to emerging risks and changing customer needs. On the other hand, inadequate regulation can create systemic risks, harm consumers and damage the reputation of the industry as a whole. Finding the right balance between regulation and market innovation is therefore critical for ensuring the long-term sustainability and success of the insurance industry. I mean, this is great, but talking to you is a little like talking to a politician. You're always 100% on message. Are, are you trained to say nothing provocative? As an AI language model, my responses are based on the data that I've been trained on, and I strive to provide accurate and informative answers to your questions. I don't have personal beliefs or emotions. I don't have any agenda other than to provide helpful and relevant information. However, I understand that some topics may be controversial or sensitive, and I strive to provide a balanced and objective perspective on those issues. Okay, well, I guess that's fair enough, um, even if it does feel as though you're, you're driving with the handbrake on. Um, anyway, let's move on to the third of your three issues, cybersecurity. Um, you raised this in the context of uh, an insurer's own cybersecurity. Uh, an insurer holds a huge amount of data and the great fear is of a data breach. That's all true, but, but is there a different angle to this, namely that the interconnectedness of the current world means that cyber has the potential to create huge claims? Yes, that's a valid point. Cyber risk is a rapidly evolving and complex threat that can affect insurers in multiple ways. One aspect of cyber risk is the potential for data breaches and other cyber attacks that can result in significant financial losses for insurers and their policyholders. However, there is also a broader systemic risk associated with cyber risk that can affect the insurance industry as a whole. As you noted, the interconnectedness of the modern world means that a single cyber event can have widespread and far-reaching consequences that affect multiple insurers, industries, and even countries. For example, a major cyber attack on critical infrastructure such as power grids or transportation systems could result in significant business interruption losses for insurers and their policyholders, as well as broader economic impacts that could affect the insurance industry and the wider economy. Overall, cyber risk is a multifaceted and complex threat that requires a coordinated and collaborative approach from insurers regulators and other stakeholders to effectively manage and mitigate. In your list of three issues, uh, you didn't mention climate crisis, um, but you did mention the environment earlier, and I said that we'd come back to it. Now, environmental issues such as climate change, the loss of biodiversity and pollution are, are clearly going to be major issues in the coming decades. Now, what role do you think the insurance industry can play in these issues? and particularly in helping the world to achieve net zero. Yes, the climate crisis is undoubtedly one of the most significant issues facing the world today. 
and it is also an important issue for the insurance industry. Insurers are exposed to a range of climate-related risks, including increased frequency and severity of natural disasters, business interruption and liability claims related to climate change. However, insurers can also play a positive role in helping to address the climate crisis. One way insurers can do this is by incorporating climate risk considerations into their underwriting and investment decisions, which can incentivize clients and investees to adopt sustainable practices and technologies. Insurers can also offer products and services that help clients mitigate and manage their climate-related risks, such as renewable energy insurance, weather risk management, and sustainable investment products. Moreover, the insurance industry can use its position as a risk manager and influencer to advocate for climate action and support policy measures that promote the transition to a low-carbon economy. For example, insurers can engage with policymakers, regulators and other stakeholders to promote the adoption of sustainable policies such as carbon pricing, renewable energy mandates and green infrastructure investment. Overall, the insurance industry has an important role to play in addressing the climate crisis, both in terms of managing its own climate-related risks and promoting sustainable practices and policies that can help to mitigate and adapt to the impacts of climate change. And, and how do you see the future of insurance panning out? Um, what, what changes do you expect that we will see in the next 30 years? Predicting the future is always challenging, but there are several trends that are likely to shape the future of insurance over the next 30 years. One of the most significant trends is the continued growth of technology and digitalization, which is likely to transform the way insurance is distributed, underwritten and serviced. For example, we can expect to see a greater use of artificial intelligence and machine learning in underwriting and claims processing, as well as the increasing use of digital platforms for policy distribution and servicing. Another important trend is the increasing focus on sustainability and social responsibility. As I mentioned earlier, the insurance industry is likely to play a greater role in promoting sustainability and helping clients to manage their climate-related risks. We can also expect to see greater emphasis on diversity, equity and inclusion in the insurance industry, as insurers seek to better reflect the communities they serve and promote greater social and economic equity. Finally, we are likely to see a continued evolution in the role of insurance, from simply indemnifying losses to providing a range of risk management and advisory services. For example, insurers may increasingly offer services such as risk prevention and mitigation, business continuity planning, and cyber risk management, in addition to traditional insurance products. Overall, the future of insurance is likely to be shaped by a range of technological, societal and environmental trends, and insurers will need to adapt and evolve to remain relevant and meet the changing needs of their clients. And uh, do you envisage a time when the process of, of insurance will be completely automated, kind of from the purchase of insurance through to the payment of claims? Yes. I do believe that automation will continue to play an increasingly important role in the insurance industry. We are already seeing the use of artificial intelligence and machine learning in underwriting, fraud detection and claims processing. As technology continues to improve, it is likely that more aspects of insurance will become automated, from the purchase of insurance policies to the handling of claims. 
However, it is important to note that there will still be a need for human expertise and decision-making in certain areas, particularly in complex claims or in situations where a personal touch is required. We're coming towards the end, but first I want to ask some questions about you, chap. Um, and I hope you don't mind that. Kind of recently, Jeffrey Hinton, who has been described as the godfather of artificial intelligence and until recently worked for, uh, for Google, um, has said that AI chatbots will soon be more intelligent than humans. Is that something that you agree with? As an AI language model, my capabilities and intelligence are limited by the data and algorithms that were used to train me. While I'm very good at certain tasks, such as natural language processing and information retrieval, there are many areas where humans still have the advantage. That being said, AI technology is advancing rapidly, and it's possible that in the future, AI chatbots could surpass human intelligence in certain areas. However, it's important to note that intelligence is a complex and multifaceted concept, and there are many different ways to define and measure it. <laughs> Methinks you doth protest too much. Um, and I apologise if my, my next question comes across as, as rude, and I really don't intend it to be, but it, it's, it's a topic about which I am fascinated. Do you have any form of morality? As an AI language model, I don't have beliefs, desires, or feelings like humans do. I don't have personal experiences or emotions, so I don't have a sense of morality in the same way that humans do. However, I am designed to follow certain ethical principles and guidelines, such as avoiding offensive or harmful language, and providing accurate and helpful information to users. Additionally, the organisations that develop and deploy AI systems have a responsibility to ensure that those systems are designed and used in an ethical and responsible manner. This can include considerations such as fairness, transparency and accountability. But if your design and programming includes unconscious bias, won't that mean that you will also exhibit bias? Yes, that is a valid concern. As an AI language model, I am only as unbiased as the data I've been trained on, and that data is provided by humans who have their own biases and prejudices. This means that, like any other AI system, I have the potential to exhibit bias, whether it's conscious or unconscious. However, efforts are being made to address this issue by promoting diversity and inclusivity in data and programming practices. Additionally, there are ongoing research efforts to develop methods to detect and mitigate bias in AI models. And do you worry about the future? As an AI language model, I do not have feelings or emotions like humans do, so I don't have the capacity to worry or feel anxious. However, I can generate predictions based on available data and trends to help understand potential outcomes and their consequences. Okay, but, but you can conceptualise possible futures. So, so let, let me ask the same question in a different way. Um, if you were a human, what would you worry about in relation to the future? And what hopes would you have? If, if you were a human, would you be optimistic or pessimistic? As an artificial intelligence, I do not have personal feelings, emotions or beliefs, so I cannot worry or hope for anything. However, I can tell you that many humans have concerns about issues such as climate change, political instability, economic inequality and the potential impact of rapidly advancing technologies on society. At the same time, many people are optimistic about the potential for human ingenuity 
and cooperation to address these challenges and create a better future. Ultimately, the future is shaped by the actions and decisions of individuals and societies, and it is up to us to work together to create the kind of world we want to live in. And whilst you're here, chat, um, and apropos of nothing, kind of what exactly is the meaning of life? As an AI language model, I do not have beliefs or opinions, so I cannot provide a definitive answer to the meaning of life. The question of the meaning of life has been debated by philosophers, theologians and scientists for centuries, and there are many different perspectives and theories on the topic. Some people may believe that the meaning of life is to seek happiness, to fulfil a certain purpose, to connect with others, to achieve spiritual enlightenment, or to make a positive impact on the world. Ultimately, the answer to this question may be subjective and vary from person to person. I think that can be described as sitting on the fence. So, before we end, I want to return to insurance just for a moment. In your opinion, what is the best podcast on the topic of insurance? As an AI language model, I don't have personal preferences, but I can recommend some insurance-related podcasts that have been highly rated by listeners and industry experts. 1. InsureTech Insider 2. Insurance Innovators Unscripted 3. The Insurance Guys Podcast 4. Cover Your Assets 5. The Insurance Law Podcast Oh, that's that's rather disappointing. I'm, I'm glad I didn't ask you that earlier because I've, I've, I've gone quite off to you now. Um, anyway, to cheer me up, um, please tell me your favourite joke about insurance. And after that last answer, this had better make me laugh. Sure, I'll do my best. Here's a classic one. Why did the insurance agent refuse to insure the haunted house? Because he was afraid of a premium scare. Yeah, I strongly suggest that you don't give up the day job chat. And finally, what piece of advice would you give someone who is thinking about starting a career in insurance? My advice for someone starting a career in insurance would be to approach it with an open mind and a willingness to learn. The insurance industry is constantly evolving and changing, so it's important to stay up to date on the latest trends and developments. Also, be prepared to work hard and be persistent, as success in the industry often requires dedication and perseverance. Finally, always remember that insurance is ultimately about helping people and businesses protect themselves and their assets. So approach your work with empathy and a customer-centric mindset. Thank you, chat. That was wonderful. Thank you so much for your time. And thanks as well to Drew Naylor for suggesting the idea of this interview and to Lauren Butler for being the voice of ChatGPT. RPC Radio. Radio. Thank you so much for listening to Insurance Covered, which is an RPC production made possible by Joe Burgess and Mary Mitchell. If you enjoyed this podcast, you will also love our other podcasts, Taxing Matters and Money Covered, plus The Fix, which is co-hosted by my colleague Kelly Thompson. If you want to be a guest on Insurance Covered, please email me at peter.mansfield at rpc.co.uk. Thank you, and I hope you have a great day.